0: This is Brightside Home Theater. Hey, home theater nerds. Welcome to the Brightside Home Theater Podcast. The home theater podcast that's all about the experiences. And this is a special edition home theater podcast all about the top gun maverick experiences and i'm joined by todd anderson of av nirvana we're gonna break this down we're gonna go spoiler free if you haven't if you haven't bought this i don't even know you probably clicked on this because you've already seen it a bunch of times but (laughs) we're gonna go spoiler free for a little while and then we're gonna get into our favorite scenes some and all spoilers and stuff like that just having a good time here this todd thank you so much for joining me
1: sure Um, thanks for having me
0: yeah i say thank you but we've been talking about this since the movie was in theaters we couldn't wait to do we have
1: (laughs) since before i think
0: yeah oh yeah actually yeah Yeah. i said that the other day we talked about it last year just in anticipation of when it was going to come out
1: right yeah yeah uh, exactly
0: we talked about the trailer
1: (laughs) oh yeah multiple times the trailer is
0: phenomenal yeah love the trailer oh yeah yeah that's the one i told you that actually when i downloaded it put it on my system it actually went wider than my screen it overrode the settings <laughs> on my projector and actually leaked out on either side i don't i don't it's the only thing that's ever done that that's so cool yeah
1: exactly. it's a good one to have it's a uh i still watch it on occasion it's so well put together
0: yeah it, i mean this entire movie so well put together in my yeah. opinion um The way they, I mean, just the pacing of the movie, um, and not only the overall story pacing, how it goes from beginning to, I mean, pulling at the heartstrings, but I feel like watching it as many times as I have that even if you haven't seen the first one, you're a kid and you're young and you're just going out to the movies and seeing this for the first time, they left Mm -hmm. enough there to, to seed you along and still have the same emotions.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you don't this, yeah, seeing the original is not a prerequisite of seeing this one for sure. Um in fact, I kind of dissuaded my oldest daughter from watching the original cuz I thought it would just tarnish what she just experienced with with this one. Just cuz it 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 has a lot of age to it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. it's just a lot of 80s cheese and There's even moments when I'm watching and I'm just kind of cringing, like, oh, man. Yeah, well, especially after seeing this one, right? You can't, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like living in an apartment with a bunch of friends. You could do that until you move out and you live on your own. You're like, wait a second. This is pretty (laughs) good, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can't can't go back. (laughs) Right. If you've been on your own and then
0: you get a bunch of roommates, not as fun. No, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Um but yeah, it's I've gone back and watched the original, especially the opening sequence. They tried to mirror that here mm-hmm. in this one. And just to get you going, um and you can really feel the difference in the technology of what they recorded then, what you're seeing now, the sound oh, yeah. and, and then just the storyline. Like you said, it's like it, it's nice to go back and watch that and then go right into Maverick and you're like it's <laughs> let's get into some of those technologies uh that technology talk of um yeah. what did you think of the picture overall and we'll get into variable aspect ratios and everything. We're
1: we're talking on the the disc yeah front here. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's uh I mean, reference grade in my opinion, five stars, yes. whatever you want to call it. Uh, across the board, it is I mean, this disc is like the perfect home theater release on so many levels, and the picture quality is just right there for me, and yeah, black levels, black levels are good, nice shadow details um and the the shots the the action scenes, especially from the cockpit, are just exploding with color and realism uh detail yeah, Hardly so much detail. detail. Oh, it's just amazing uh home run i don't know what yeah. do you think
0: i uh, same thing i think the detail it's this movie is like so you look we look back and we had the batman earlier this year and the way the, the detail that we got in that but it's more of an artistic choice in how it was a little bit more muted and mm-hmm. then later on we got ambulance which was very vibrant right oh yeah love that this one, one yeah and this one yeah. here feels like a marriage of the two of them. It feels there, there's a little, the artistry to me is the variable aspect ratio, the way they utilize that in this movie. It's like before we saw this in the theater or before we knew it was coming out on in variable aspect ratio on disc, I, sta- I stated that I very rarely do I see that the variable aspect ratio works. And I feel it's very gimmicky. In this movie, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like it, when you watch this movie, the way it just, it, it expands and brings you in closer to those close-ups than what they utilize this for, I, I felt was, it really pulls the viewer in. And that adds that different level of dynamics that you just don't get in a, what what do we call a stagnant aspect <laughs> ratio?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you know, I feel a little differently about it. Um, yeah. I do understand uh, what you're getting at though. And I, I mean, in my opinion, I think other films that have used it, uh, dark Knight being one of them, mm-hmm. I could see, I could see a similar argument argument for it having the same kind of impact. Uh, the grandeur of some of the, the IMAX scenes, yeah, um, or, or 16 to nine scenes are just overwhelming. Um, you know, I set up electric, uh, Electronic masking, yeah. My cinema scope screen, so I don't see the flip flop at all um, because so I you'd... really don't want the spill over on it. But uh, yeah. So you had it? Did you ha-
0: now? That's interesting. So you put it at you know full scope. You mm-hmm. went full width. So you have a constant width, but yep. when it did leak over, it just went into your masking.
1: Yeah, it, well, yeah, and on my projector, you can go in and set up um, electronic masking. So I, if anybody out there has a JVC projector, you can do this. You can go into masking in the menu system, and I set mine to, like, 132 on the top and 132 on the bottom, and it basically just eliminates oh. the picture uh, digitally, so it never even oh. makes it to the screen. Um, so from the way I've been watching the movie— Mm-hmm. that that uh you know the spillover that i normally would get when it switches uh you know the spillover onto the outer edge of the right of the the frame and everything is just it never happens so it's interesting it's kind of a moot point i mean i i think uh i think the people now someone like yourself i think it's great right you can take advantage the 16 of, by 9 yeah 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 you can take advantage of it um I think the people that get hurt the most are the ones that just have a, you know, I say this, just a 65 inch TV. <laughs> but you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I think that, that right. that's a case where I think I would just want it to be 16, 16 and a nine and just leave it at that. Um, right. That's a good point. But I think a lot of people who are just going to be watching it on a TV, I mean, I don't know what percentage of people have projectors. It, it can't be a large. No. Amount.
0: No, buyers, we've talked about maybe. that
1: for a while. Like, yeah. 15%, so how many maybe? people
0: actually have these? <laughs> it's, but the, the, it I can't mean, be much. Yeah, we, we've discussed it. But I mean, they're making projectors, right? The companies are doing yeah. there. There's a living there to be made, and their companies yeah. are pu- pushing these things out. So it's more than we think, but it's far less than the general population. Obviously, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, but so, that's interesting. I've never thought. Of, I've never heard of that digital, like being able to do that um so you're basically like uh without giving it we're going spoiler free right now but some of those close-up shots you're just cropping the tops of their heads
1: right and stuff like yeah, that. yeah pretty
0: much and um and you didn't find it distracting or felt like you missed anything it just
1: no no in fact uh while i'm watching i can't even tell when the flip-flops happening right yeah it's just it it does not feel like it's getting cropped unnaturally right. okay. um yeah. It's an interesting feature. I basically have three presets on my projector. One's for 16 and nine, one's for cinemascope, and then one's for cinemascope with the electronic masking on the top and bottom. Right. So, um, yeah, just throw it into that mode and roll with it. Nice. That's pretty so, cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, I per- obviously prefer not to be missing any of the picture and I did try right. it with some spillover. It's just too distracting. Um, even though it dark, you know, black walls in the front and everything, it, you still see a little bit of the image on the frame. And, uh, well, that's why you have velvet frames. So exactly. Yeah. It soaks up a (laughs) lot, but not all right. (laughs) Not all
0: right. Yeah. If you go too far into it, like I have my manual velvet masking that I put up and if I switch to a show or something that has, that goes into it, I mean, it gets, you know, it takes most of it out, but you could tell right away that they, you know, you're like, oh, there's something up there. (laughs) It's like, yeah. And you get disappointed. Uh, Do
1: you, uh, now, do you find when it switches aspect ratios, because you end up with uh, black bars in the top and bottom of your image, are you distracted by the not totally black presentation? Typically I am.
0: Typically I am. I would, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I don't love my masking. I love to watch something in, uh, uh, you know stagnant aspect ratio and you set mm. up your you know i put in my manual masking and I, I love that cinemascope look um and the way i've designed my screen it would be like okay this is what a cinemascope would be in my if i bought a cinemascope i just wouldn't have paid for that extra part of the screen because i'm for sure so i'm as yeah. wide as i can go right right so having that extra at the top that enables me to on a movie like this, yeah really really blow it out now, when it goes into that scene, you love that, but when it comes back, and this is why I felt like it worked in Maverick is because during those scenes, you're so engrossed into the movie anyways, and it's yeah. it's quieter scenes you're not you're watching and you're looking around, and you know it's uh you've got some bar scenes, you've got some conversations going on. I didn't feel like at all that it was distracting on the mm-hmm. dark night. On the other hand, I, I prefer the stagnant aspect ratio of the dark night, which you can get that's on kaleidoscape. It is stagnant. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's and I like that because that's a darker movie. So when you go into those darker scenes and then you, you don't have your masking up, Mm-hmm. That is a little bit more distracting. It's nice to have that solid black velvet right there. Maverick's yeah. so vibrant and bright. I was not at all. And as a matter of fact, when they did open it up, that's when you're like, ah, you're like, I mean, you feel like you're going right into the screen. You're like, it's oh, I'm sure. Out. I'm
1: sure the grandeur of it all is pretty, yeah. pretty awesome to take in. Right. Because it, those it, it scenes, is. those, those, uh, the all the flight scenes are just incredible right i mean it doesn't i can't imagine it looking any more realistic uh than they than they got it so i i can't either i can't either and um
0: still sticking with the video the the vibrancy that you got on this i felt like there's some scenes now i mean i said spoiler free but we know we're going to be looking at visors of helmets and stuff Mm -hmm. the rainbow reflections in some of those it's they're gorgeous like the vibrancy that you got that now this is where it gets interesting when you talk about streaming versus physical it's still there right you can still see it so like you Mm -hmm. go oh yeah it's there oh what what am i missing it's right there just not as rich right it's not as as, as dynamic and like the the reflections on their visors the 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 uh I don't know what you call it, the atmospherics or whatever, when they're flying, it's like, what? A, there's just so much more depth to the shot.
1: Their canopies um, oh. have a lot of detail etched into them that I think would probably get eliminated on streaming. Have you watched the streaming version? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've okay. gone back and forth. Um, and
0: I, I just, in it's, have you? No, oh, I have okay. not. I've only watched
1: oh. the uh, the kaleidoscape 4K HDR version.
0: Yeah, and from what I've heard, Sorry. it's it's identical to the physical. I have I don't have the physical in hand yet, um, but everybody's saying that that has that I've seen that has got physical and seen the kaleidoscape. It's a, a one for one, so good news there for physical media and everybody. It's like I mean, you know, that's <laughs> the one thing you worry about, but
1: um, right? So that, oh yeah, and yeah, and this. It, to your point, though, I, this is a disc that you you just have to buy. Forget streaming this. Oh. Yeah, um, a disc of the year easily. Yeah, disc I'm having the past a hard time I mean, <laughs>
0: saying I, anything else. I, I, you I know. know, like, <laughs> like because and we've had a great year, a great year for discs, and I,
1: yeah, I, I, mean, I thought I, amb- I thought ambulance was going to be the disc of the year in 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 my book, but this just, I, I mean blows it out of the water i mean yeah uh, i mean, yeah well it's got a better story for one i mean it's a better
0: yeah. movie than ambulance. it's a better and, it's better yeah but picture I, image, image silent, wise, ambulance I mean, is amazing yeah yeah and, yeah for and, sure uh and again we haven't even gotten to the sound yet of maverick and haven't, l- no my god it's now that's where if you haven't seen the streaming that's why I recommended the day this dropped on Kaleidoscape, I bought everything, Kaleidoscape streaming. And I went back and forth and I told my listeners, I'm like, don't wait for the disc. Use this as a fun opportunity in your theater to experience hmm. this movie streaming for two months. Cause you're going to have fun with it. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a great stream. But when you throw that disc in on November 1st, you're going to be like, what the hell? Because the veil has been lifted, right? And that's a great way to put it for picture wise, because the picture is, that's where it's, it's very close. Like I said, where you look and you're like, "What?" I see everything right there. But Mm -hmm. like my wife says, she's like, it's like you're looking through like a slightly dirty screen, dirty window. It's, you can't see that it's dirty, but things just aren't as crisp. Your lines aren't as hard. Your 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 vibrancy isn't as vibrant. You know, all of the things that you could say, it's just like, it's a tick lower that when you're looking at the screen, it's like, that's that. But then the sound, it's not a tick. It's a like my wife was like, and I say this to everybody, do the opening scene. If you've been watching, watching this movie st- uh, streaming for the last two months when mm-hmm. you get the disc if you've got the disc and you're listening to us and you haven't put it in yet watch the stream first just the opening scene i i my demo is i go all the way to when he's in the hangar w- turning the wrench okay? okay just watch that much it's like 4 minutes then put your disc in and sit back cuz when you get that boom that you put out that tweet that you put out of the it, the boom when top gun shows up on the screen yes the title sequence yeah yeah when you oh, hear so that great. boom and you hear everything and then they go into danger zone yes i uh-huh. know i said spoiler free but um guys it's top gun <laughs> everybody <laughs> know. knows this was in it right so um what you'll just it's it's night and day it's not a like oh it's a tick better it is night and day hmm. there are bass notes there that you're just not getting streaming it is so much fun So much fun.
1: Yeah. And I think that's typically the case. I mean, I, you know, I forget who exactly had told me this. Somebody that knows a lot more than I do about this stuff said that the picture quality between streaming and disc is probably like a, the the disc is maybe a a one to two notch better. But when you start talking about audio, it's maybe five times the difference, if not greater. And, uh, yeah, I mean I, I can totally see this being the case. You know, I've spent the last couple of days combing through this movie, uh, looking at bass. And yeah. uh it's it's insane. It's it's just so good. It's I mean, there's no other way to put it. I know. And it, it it's the accuracy
0: too. I mean, we talked you and I talked a while back about um Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that opening bass that was quote-unquote, cut out of the new 4K release. Mm,
1: the old demo base. yep.
0: Yeah, and I still feel the 4K is demo-worthy. It's just, it's it's been cleaned up, maybe made more accurate. I feel like that's what we have here with Maverick, where all of the bass notes that you're getting here, they're just coming at you with such force and such a punch. It's not like I always use Lucy, it's not like Lucy, where it's just like brrm, and your room is just going nut. This is just this is meaningful. It's powerful and poignant.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I, um. Well, can we talk about the just the first scene and, and the, some of the bass in it?
0: Uh Which first scene is that? The the you uh, get...
1: the the Mach Ten. uh
0: Yeah, do you want to just uh, get right this... into the spoilers and start talking scenes?
1: Well, it's kind of hard to talk about the movie without discussing some of the particulars. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? Non-spoiler first? Not really. <laughs> I just I mean, want to get to it. Cast, casting of the movie. I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, uh, ca- well, yeah, casting. It's like, I mean,
0: there's a lot. Of, I got the popcorn going, so we're going to get into spoilers, but there's a lot of casting that that's probably spoiler talk. Cause people that weren't in it, why weren't they in it? But I don't want to get into that here. I'd like, yeah, let's, get to these scenes Let, and like I said, you, I've, I've got the right man for the job here talking bass <laughs> um, let's get to it, that first scene
1: yeah, yeah, what so the mock, the Mach 10 scene so, um, you know first of all, the, he's sitting on the tarmac in his uh, I don't know what kind of plane you, that was uh, anyway in his experimental yeah. jet and uh, there's this kind of 30 hertz hum oh. when he's sitting in that cockpit. It's not like totally in your face, but it's just there adding this kind of warmth and like power to this this moment. And it maybe is only like six seconds or so where you see yeah. him in there and he's he's got his helmet on. It's like a close up of his face. And it's just this low, low rumble, very steady. It's really well done. I mean, it's just the detail, the nuanced detail of bass in this movie is mm-hmm. like mind-blowing. And that's just one example. You know, base doesn't always have to be popping the nails out of your ceiling, right? I mean... Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, he rolls down the runway, takes off over uh, Ed Harris's head. Yeah. I mean, you're getting into some extraordinarily... Uh, hard-hitting base at that point. And from what I can tell, a lot of it's centered around like 35, 40 hertz. Okay. Uh, it's definitely going down to 20 and below. Uh, but the peaks are really right around the 30 hertz range. Occasionally, there's some peaks down in the mid-20s. Um, but one of my favorite parts about that whole scene, um, and you probably remember this, he oh, yeah. is getting really close to hitting... Mach 10. Yeah. And there's a camera shot of the engines. It's like the camera is like a foot away from the engines, just off fire, just blasting out. The base is appropriately managed at that point to being just like so hard hitting and heavy. It's just like, boom. Then they go inside the cockpit. The rumble dies down, right? It's still there, but it dies down appropriately. And then they have a shot from, kind of the top of what you'd imagine the front of the plane or his cockpit back Mm -hmm. toward the engine. you see the flames, the afterburners again? And again, you get this, there's another blast of bass, but it's not as hard hitting as when they were near the engine. Right. Right. Um, So they, they just manage the presentation so well. So as you say, the word appropriate, that's very fitting here. Um, It's the sound design is just magnificent you feel like you're getting close to the engine away from the engine inside the cockpit you know everything is just so well balanced and it just sets the tone it is just reference all the way um and then they do some shots where they pull back and you see his jet almost from outer space looking down it's probably not outer space but it's near the edge of the atmosphere and you kind of see him trailing um kind of Veering to the left and they pull it all back so far. I mean, the base is there just ever so slightly, but it just captures the intensity of that moment. Um yeah. There's kind of the serenity of being yeah. above all this chaos. Um so that that's one of my top three uh base scenes for base hunters, which hopefully is gonna get released <laughs> before we uh before we yeah, all I can't wait. I can't wait for some that. I don't want you to spoil story. everything here. <laughs> I'm not sw- I this this is an episode that I actually recorded and then lost along with Jurassic Park. So uh oh, everything no. got shelved. Yeah, I had a oh. computer error um and I had three I episodes happened. ready to go and yeah, I ended up redoing Black Phone um and yeah. then my intention was to get Maverick out the door long ago, but CD happened and it's been Yeah. It's been a month uh the last month has been oh. pretty crazy but uh yeah so but that that opening scene is one of those you kind know, of reference scenes there's about i think it's about a 5 minute clip does that sound about right
0: uh yeah when he it starts at about 6:30 six, thir- 6 minutes 30 seconds um that's where i i would start it this scene is because it, i think he's he's still in the hangar talking to them okay. um but the rear admiral Chester Kane shows up and you get, so where it really takes off is one last ride at eight minutes and 12 seconds. That's where he's like one last ride. And he's, you know, and that's when I think the yeah. engine, the, he revs the engines. Mm-hmm. And then when he takes off and it moves that roof off of the gar- oh, top yeah. like shack. Oh, and it, you could feel and Like the sound went from front to rear. But the base that you got, the same thing, you get that boom, the same thing. It And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Ed Harris's hat flies off his head. and That's right. But I thought the HDR was fantastic, too. Watching here, looking at the little twinkling lights of the airport and stuff when he, or the, the airfield. But then when that shot you said from, from space or the edge of the atmosphere, looking at the earth and looking at the color, look at that detail that you see all around there as that plane is, you know, making its turn and stuff. It just, the colors inside the engines when you're, oh, yeah. when they're revving and there was, it was just so nice. And then, mm. um, the HDR, I, you know, you get a little choked up The talk to me goose. And they had the sun coming up, I think over like just breaking over the earth or whatever, as he's turning around. It was awesome. Awesome. The, the, yeah. Just the color, the vibrancy was
1: beautiful everything about that opening sequence was just maxed out. I mean, so perfectly executed the visuals, the sound, just the intensity of the moment. It kind of reminded me of the beginning of right stuff with, uh, yeah. Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier for the first time. Yeah. Um, it, you know, yeah, it's it's yeah, and like you say that they they immediately weave in uh, some of the history of the original movie for old timers like us, right? <laughs> it kind of hooks you in. Although I have yeah. to say, DJ, I I think they went to that well too many times with the "Talk to Me Goose." I mean, they say it like six times throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, but you know why? And it, it because it plays to the movie and it plays to. I don't think it was meant as a callback. I think it's part of the story because of goose and, and rooster because at at the very end, and it's one of my favorite scenes, I have it as, as one of my scenes is when he's sitting there. And I think you and I talked about it before it's when he, he's like, um, what, what did he say? Uh, rooster says something. Oh, he says, um, talk to me, dad. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, um, Maverick. And right then, they split from there, and he goes. And then they go to Tom Cruise, and the, the close-up of him, and he says, "Come on, kid, I, ju- don't think, just do it." Yeah. And it's like when you back that up and watch that again, it's it's am- And then, of course, right after that, and this is all at one hour thirty-five minutes twenty-five seconds. Huh, that's off okay. the top of my head, Todd. Right there, no. <laughs>
1: All I can say is good for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no,
0: no. Yeah, Uh, no. The boom when rooster—that's when rooster takes off. mm -hmm. Which, as as you said, like the callbacks. There's a ton of callbacks to the old movie here, and some of them are super subtle. And I think this one is the mirror image of Maverick not engaging at the end of the movie talk to me goose. He does it. And then he goes back in and he fights and saves and bolt and Bolton. That's the end of the movie. Right. 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 Well, I thought like, that's why I love that. Like all the way through this movie. Yeah. Talk to me goose. Do this. So it, yes, I see what you're saying. It can be overkill, but do you see how that paid off? And now you have goose saying it and then doing exactly what he did. So it doesn't, to me, that didn't seem repetitive. That seemed like it was part of the movie.
1: I think, yeah, you know, your memory about all of this is way better than mine. I've seen uh, it about ten times since. Okay, it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too far behind you, but I've seen yeah. it, it's so chopped up, and maybe it's just that I've seen the same scene where they're saying it, right, right. Where I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh. but uh, yeah, I do like I, I that that uh, talk to me, Dad, and then with Tom Cruise immediately, you know, mumbling. He doesn't yeah, mumble think. it.
0: He's like, come on, kid. You can do it. Jump, well, yeah. Encouraging. Yeah.
1: He encourages yeah. him. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, and it's,
0: and then you get the payoff even more when they actually run into each other on the, in the forest. He's like, what were you thinking? He's like, you told me not to think. And that's Great the scene. It is. And that's the second time in the movie that Rooster like stumps Maverick. Mm-hmm. Because it was earlier in the um in the in the classroom when he goes, It's not about and he's like, It's not about the plane, it's about the man in the box. And Maverick goes, Right. Wait a minute, that's <laughs> like, you know, I mean he gets stumped <laughs> over it. So it was great. <laughs> he's like, Right. Oh, wait a minute. That's your argument. Mine no oh, okay, no, mine. <laughs> it was
1: yep. so good. Yeah, those um, moments are touching. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're cool.
0: Yeah um so all
1: right let's so that's one of your top threes let me um
0: i'm gonna yeah, go that to would one be hit.
1: my that's my top uh that's number four on my list okay the all 10. right
0: what's your number five
1: back uh, Do you have a five my number yeah i do have a five and it's not necessarily like a demo scene do you want these to be uh all demo scenes or no not at all no so my number five scene is when maverick arrives at The bar for the first time um (laughs) what are the odds go ahead is that your number five if you
0: go on this same i have the notes right here buddy i'll tell you all about it
1: go ahead so for me i mean it it like kind of drug the the sentimental side of maverick into all of this and Mm -hmm. that it took his past and kind of forced it into the present um i i also think it it kind of showed his age and mm-hmm. kind of a naive side a little bit that I kind of liked seeing a yeah. uh, kind of a fragile side. I loved the interplay between him and uh, it's Penny, correct?
0: Oh, okay. So you, we don't have the same one. I know where you're going. Mine's a little different, but same bar.
1: Go you ahead. Know, she's ring. She's it ringing the bell. She's ringing the bell. Cause he can't. He, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I loved that whole scene. And then you have all the new guys and gals Mm -hmm. that, you know, the new pilots coming in and you can see, you know, Maverick's kind of sizing them up and they don't give him the time of day. Right. He's just an old timer to them. Yeah. Um, So it's just this really cool kind of, in a sense, passing of the torch, but also a recognition of, you know, he's not, he's not gone yet. It's just this, I don't know. I just, and it also set the scene for a lot of the, uh, interplay between characters later on in the movie because, you know, they kind of, they don't treat him well in the bar, of course. Right. right? They end up tossing him out. And, uh, you know, then of course the next day uh, when they realize it was him, and that's a little nod to the original. Exactly. um, When Tom Cruise sees Kelly McGillis for the second time.
0: Yeah. It's Um, the exact same. The only thing he didn't walk down in, in nylons in between them. (laughs) that would have been a nice touch
1: (laughs) right right so that that for me that was you know my number five scene um all right i I
0: love that scene i love the the emotion that you get at the end of that of that bar scene of course with looking through the window hearing the music i thought um the music going inside and outside muted appropriately but i thought the music was great Oh, yeah. Obviously. Um I if it was any other movie, we'd be like, come on, that's a little all in the nose. They're singing the same song. But you're too busy like going like this, going, It's getting dusty in here, man. You know? I know. And <laughs> yes. You're like, uh ah. and, and then I, I love what you said about his maturity and stuff of him that looking through the window at the very end of that scene and having it be like, oof. Like, mm-hmm. okay. But the other thing I like on a lighter note about the interaction with the students it, or pilots. Cause they're not even students anymore. These are the best right. of the best gathered yep. from around the globe. Um, I love that line that, um, what's her name? Phoenix says, we're the best. Who are they going to get to teach us? Which I think is a great line of everybody when they're young. Of, uh, of you, and I'm not picking on youth of today. I'm picking, like, I thought the same mm-hmm. thing. When you get to be oh, yeah. 19, 20 years old, your early 20s, you're like, I'm an adult now. What else is there to learn? Right? You don't know. Yeah, it, you don't sure. know what you don't know. It's not till you're 50 you and go, wow, I was dumb. <laughs> so I love that little line there. But my number five was Penny. That mm. nod it was amazing to me because that was when he said penny i was like i nudged my son and i go penny benjamin and he goes huh my son's like who like and it was like and then i had to come home and rewatch the beginning and you see that's what and that's exactly what maverick and goose do penny benjamin yeah yeah okay but it and they never say her name full name in the movie She's Penny, all Penny. the way through the movie, right? right? Mm-hmm. Even to the point when I saw it on IMDb, when I heard her name there, I get home, I saw this movie opening night on IMDb. It was Penny. It wasn't until like a week later they added in the Penny Benjamin.
1: Benjamin, huh? Oh,
0: yeah, that. And it was, and <laughs> so I, I just I love that nod. I've told people like they're like I didn't, they didn't even know who that was, and I'm like you got to go by an admiral's daughter. And then here's the thing. It's like um, it plays out later when he's sneaking out the window and he said, this is the last time I'll be sneaking out your window, which is like, okay, I've done this before. You know what I mean? It's like done this before. Um, (laughs) But now a little real world fun with this. She was born in 1970. He was born in 62. So in 1986, when this came out, she was 16 years old. (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man yeah i'd be pissed too if
0: i was the admiral because in 1984 they were remembering penny benjamin so she was probably 15 years old
1: oh good lord
0: he's 23
1: (laughs) the admiral would be pissed that is that's pretty funny i didn't pick up on that yeah that's great yeah i was like yeah jennifer
0: connelly born 1970 tom cruise 1962 So appropriate ages now. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was great, great. but I, even before I I got, I grabbed that information just for today, but I, I love that nod. Um, and I had put it in as my number five and I thought it was funny that you went to the same bar scene and stuff like that. So
1: that's cool. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, and let's be honest, the other option for his love interest would be Kelly McGillis. And I mean, Yeah, I I have to say, let let me put it this way. I say, and I mean this in all sincerity, hats off to Kelly McGillis for aging naturally. Yeah. Um, She hasn't starved herself for the last 30 years. She's not doing plastic surgery and like morphing herself into some kind of alien. Uh, She, But she's, I I don't know if she has that like star uh, aura. Or status anymore yeah. for that kind of a role. Um, and I know that sounds completely sexist to say. And, you know, I don't mean it to come off that way, but I just don't think that they could have brought her back for that kind of role. Um, so. No, she would.
0: Yeah, it would have required her to, because it's Hollywood, because that's what happens. And yep. I, to be honest with you, though, that's not Maverick. Do you see Maverick settling yeah. down since 1986? No. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't play. And it's like, I mean, the way they played this, it's like Maverick's like, you know, he rolls into town and there's Penny Benjamin. And now by the end of the movie, you realize now he's ready to settle down. He's in his fifties. Right. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll slow down now.
1: You know? You know, it would be funny if they just went back and redid it with what would happen in the real world. You know, he gets married. He has four kids. He has no motorcycle anymore because he can't afford it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny's out drinking, yeah. and he's at home sweating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> the re- Maverick, the real world.
1: No, um, uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I think that's part of the allure, though, of the Ma- Maverick character. You know, yeah. for all of us, is he's kind of a renegade. He lives on the edge. Yeah. Um, you know, still. When he's, you know, kind of our age, he's still on the edge, uh, you know, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, and to get to your point of, I, I actually wrote all that down, the the motorcycle, the jacket, mm-hmm. the keys with the F-14 Tomcat on it, yeah. um, everything that, I mean, that's that opening scene, that gets to the, the picture quality too. Everything looks oh, so good.
1: Man. It, it oh, man. It's just, ama- just him reaching in and getting that jacket out oh the the detail in that jacket in four k is like just it is just the thread's so good
0: the the stitching on all the patches mm. the everything and then when he pulls the 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 cloth off of the motorcycle and you're like the same motorcycle and he pulls it and you're like Not and enough. then him like racing down the road, <sighs> that music is playing, and you're just like Oh my god! And, I mean, I we're still at the beginning of the movie. This is the opening sequence, right? That's what I it's had. So, so good. I had that. The opening sequence is my number three. Number four for me was the same thing—the stealth. Okay, okay. Or not the stealth, but that that same scene. The um, what do we? What did we call that? The uh, Mach, Mach 10. Ten. Yes, the Mach Ten ride. Um, so, but my number three. Jumping to that was that opening title sequence from play to about I think it's two minutes in is the titles and then I believe um, Danger Zone starts at about one fifty five mm-hmm. and then you get a modernized version of the deck of everything that they did back in nineteen eighty six and yep. now you're getting the same stuff the same people and you look that scene with the guy in the and i don't know the little like he's in the deck but is like he can see out till those yeah, little windows. yeah 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 just the view of that was just beautiful oh it's um, so great the the view of the aircraft carrier from a distance everything about it the hdr the weight that you can tell the different cameras how much things have evolved since 1986 mm-hmm. right? oh, oh my this gosh opening yeah. sequence
1: yep Yeah, it really makes the original show some rust. I mean, it's it's a shame Uh, that has to be the case, but I'm so glad that they went the extra mile and took advantage of all the technologies they have access to to make this thing happen. Um, Because it's just for all the reasons you're pointing out right there in the opening sequence. Yeah, totally killer.
0: Now, did you do any um, base readings on that uh, the Top Gun? logo when that showed
1: I up did, yes i did um it's nothing dramatic uh it's there's an elevated there's some elevated base when it's when it when the yeah. uh the logo shows up but yeah it's not uh it's nothing like crazy hard hitting or right. or anything like that but,
0: but yeah. it, i mean but it is a it's it's a difference to what you were getting all the way leading up to it and it just feels like a, a a nicer, tighter ball of bass compared to the stream.
1: <laughs> yeah, and my, uh, my memory is telling me it's right around fifty hertz. Okay, right in there. Wow. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely present. And uh, then you know the okay, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the other thing about that opening sequence that um, I really liked, and it was before you even got to any of that. It was uh, when it when they put up the uh, Don Simpson. Jerry Bruckheimer production. Yeah. And they had the double lightning bolt come down, which is what they used before mm-hmm. Don Simpson passed away. Um, you know, and and after that, Bruckheimer had a single lightning bolt um for all of his films. Yeah. So, I thought that was a really neat nod nod, to, yeah, to the history of those two and and what they pulled off with Top Gun and uh, yep. you know, Crazy as it sounds, that actually, when I saw that in the theater, gave me goosebumps from head to toe. Yeah. It just, you know, took me back in time uh, to when I used to see their movies in the theater and see that, you know, that logo come up with the lightning bolt and it's, it was neat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, it really was cool. This and the same thing throughout this movie, there's all those little nods and some of them we probably won't even get to here, but the little lines people would say that were like mirror images of lines or from the original, but now Mm -hmm. they were put into a different context that, like I said, I've watched this movie probably beginning to end like full viewings, probably 10 times. And then on top of that, I've done, Oh, I got to see this scene or a listener will be like, Oh, I just watched the topic. I love that scene. And I'll jump on and just watch that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's just so good. But, the um danger zone. It's mm-hmm. that sound that it never sounded so good. The bass oh, no. just sounded amazing, it's, and the, and it so really good. gets you kicked up.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it was great to have that kick the movie off too. Yeah. Right. I oh, mean, yeah. it's like just reminding you this is what this is. Yeah. In case <laughs> <It's> you <laughs> <laughs> forgot, and most of us Are, have not forgotten. Reminding
0: you, it's like we're almost like scene for scene repeat of the original like here's a little reminder because right. I, the first time i saw it in the theater i was like this is like scene for scene this is exactly what it was i'm like wait a minute it like there was a minute there i was like they put in the wrong reel what are we doing here? I'm like, this is the same thing then i came home and put it on i'm like yeah it is it's pretty much scene for scene except for the top gun and then maverick comes in mm-hmm. um but the and it is way more, way, way more modernized to, to, with, like I said, the picture and the sound is just so oh, much better. Yeah. I mean, it so, was
1: evident from the get-go, the opening mm-hmm. shots, the picture quality, mm-hmm. it's, it's night and day. Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
0: absolutely. You know, quite
1: frankly, Top Gun, the original, is not a movie that I would ever go grab to use as demo material. Um, it was at a time... There was a time I, that I'm, I did. yeah I'm talking about modern you know right. kind of like now. this day and age yeah it's just not you know maybe something for some nostalgia but right uh, I mean obviously that's not the case with Maverick this is like no. go to uh, but yeah demo, it's yeah it's material
0: yeah it beginning to end but there's so many
1: good scenes so what was your number three so my number three is at the uh, let's see 35 minute mark. And that is when they are kicking off their training, so they're they have uh two planes up, and Maverick is kind of below them, right? okay, and they're just kind of laying out the ground rules and uh a who song starts playing, right, yeah, you Don't got the keyboards, yep, yeah, yeah, and uh one of the the one of the students is getting a little cocky, and he's like, yeah, wanna you know we're gonna do push ups, the loser does push ups and you know, again, there was, you know Maverick is kind of showing his age, but also yeah. his his wise side is really coming to the forefront. His well, this is know, where maturity. you
0: separate the quote men from the boys. You separate you know age from you know youth, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> maturity from immaturity, whatever you want to call it. It's like that's what this scene was, and it's <laughs> I love the song. You know, we don't get, they kept playing, they kept hitting uh-huh. that part. We don't get fooled again me and like, yep. he is just going to fool with these kids. He yep. is just messing over with and Over and over and over. Yeah. Um, y- yeah, they keep doing those. those... Go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was nope. going to say spoilers for the podcast. This is my number one. I had this at number one because oh, wow. of the music. I know what you're probably going to have for two, one and two coming up and we're going to flip flop back and forth. But uh, this was my number one and it was, and I, I had, I had a hard time not doing it because it was the music. Just, I was like literally clapping and it like I when know. I watched it just recently, you could, I wanted, I was like, Oh, I wish I was recording myself watching this because obviously they go into cinema, they go into the widescreen and you see mm-hmm. my fists reflected on the screen, <laughs> the shadows <laughs> That's so because they were like, As soon as they open up and they go wow the scream and you're like and the music starts playing, I'm getting chills now. My fist went near, I'm like,
1: Yeah. I know. It's so good. so good. And that scene is really awesome because you know, you've got the the young pilots, they're they're cocky, talking some trash. And then it's like game on, and they're like, Where is he? Well, he's already getting ready to pull the first punch, right? And And then he just explodes up between them yeah and just the cinematography right there is just so cool. I mean, it looks real. I'm not sure if it is real, but right. uh you know, and then you know, of course, the sound stage just explodes the amount of directionality going on in the room it It's amazing during the those scenes and then you have these cutbacks to the all the other pilots who are in the i guess called like the the classroom yeah. the war room, whatever. And you can see they're all like, oh, gosh, we got this. We got this guy. Yeah. He's not going to do that to us. Um, well, you have Hangman. Let's let's talk about the
0: students for a minute or the other pilots. So uh, what I found interesting is so we have Hangman, who's supposed to be the modern-day Iceman, right? He's right. that cocky. Mm-hmm. He's that. Mm. There was even the scene um, when they split them up, right, when mm-hmm. Hangman and Rooster fight. Right. Well, they don't fight, but they, everybody has to break them up. That scene was a little bit more dramatic of a scene because you had the actual pushing and shoving of uh-huh. the scene in the locker room with Maverick yep. and Iceman, right? Because you had Hangman going at Rooster and the only thing he didn't do was this, the, the gun, gum chop. Yeah. The or gum whatever chop. the. Right, he didn't do that <laughs> because he had the yep. same exact look on his face that he's he's looking at like Goose and he's like you got it wrong kid and he's like yep. But he didn't do that, right? And then you have Goose who's supposed to be Maverick, he's the the modern Maverick in this movie playing that role. But what's mm-hmm. ironic is the two of them we have the personalities of the two but they've flipped what they do in the air. You mean Rooster? rooster sorry rooster yeah. yeah rooster is the modern maverick so right and they flip it yeah exactly they, fl- they, they flip how they react in the plane right right so like ice man is the unpredictable one now he's the right. one that leaves his wingman and when he does it in this scene it, um, maverick tom cruise goes oh leaving your wingman haven't seen that one in a while yep <laughs> yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> which i think is
0: it's a great callback to not 100% on the nose It's you have to have seen the other one and then mm-hmm. you go ha-ha, that's funny but then you have like i said you have goose i mean i'm sorry rooster who's playing the the, the role of maverick in this in this movie but his mm-hmm. personality is the is like iceman he's mm-hmm. the one that wants to hang back and he wants to, and then that actually plays in he's hanging back but not for the reason like Maverick did at the end of the movie in Top Gun. It's a, right. that's his personality and he's trying to get something out of himself, some extra. So I thought that, mm-hmm. that was a real interesting piece of, um, I don't know if you writing or whatever, how they did that with those two characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and it plays so well in this, I, I called it good morning, good, good morning aviators. Cause that's what he says. He's like, good mm-hmm. morning aviators. Here we go. <laughs> um, and at, the other part in this scene, because it keeps playing, it starts at 35 minutes, 40 seconds, uh, but then at 40 minutes and 10 seconds, and he said, now he's up in the air, and um, it, I think it is, I think it's Rooster and Hangman, and he's like, where is he? I don't know where he is, and now all of a sudden you hear, been here the whole time, and he does that barrel roll thing, or whatever. Right. Co- oh, the yeah. sound starts at your lower left side of your room and mm-hmm. goes up the left wall over, just like the plane is just oh, like yeah. you're in the cockpit and it comes down onto your, like, I think the sound cuts out midway down the right wall. And, but it just complete loop right over you, just like you're in the cockpit with, you know, rooster or with hangman. What a, it was just a great, great scene, and it, it, and it again. That's the other thing. Like I'm gonna just mess with these kids, and all you know, I'm just gonna fool with them. And you got that music playing the whole time. It's like I said, I was like cheering. I was, I wanted to get up and do push-ups.
1: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> like what the hell? Oh. Yeah, so it's good. a great scene, and it, it caps off really well with the. Well, I wasn't totally crazy about the. uh the 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 guy blacking out, pulling Gs, and going into a nosedive, and Maverick kind of saves him by locking on. Uh,
0: that was – who was that? Coug- not Cougar. That was – um, who was it? I can't it? remember all the names. Yeah, and he – yeah, he had, um, you didn't like that part? You thought it was
1: – uh, I was like, okay, that's a little too much. But then they have the bird strike, which they kind of redeem themselves with the plane right. know, going down, Um, which yep. – that is another scene. This audio is just like sensational.
0: Yeah. When um, the bird strikes happen and you hit around your yep. room.
1: Um, then all the instruments in the cockpit are, you know, eh, sending out eh, warnings. Eh, yep. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Really,
0: really good. Um, the one thing that I thought was interesting, um, now that we are in spoilers, the first time I this is so much more fun to watch after the first time you see it because you're not, it takes that anticipation, that fear. And they did Mm -hmm. such a good job on first viewing the first time you saw this. Did you think Tom Cruise was going to survive this movie?
1: Uh, You know, I don't think I had thought about it that far. I kind of, I guess I, I, I I thought during the movie, Yes, I like guess this is on in, in hindsight, but during the middle of the movie, yes. But when uh he went down, I thought that was kind of like that Han Solo moment mm-hmm. where they were they were literally taking him out of the picture. Right. Um <clears throat> I See, I thought they were that and I thought they did a good
0: job, in my opinion. Obviously, it wasn't as good as I thought, because maybe you didn't register with you or whatever but like him saying goodbye to to hondo him talking the way he talked to rooster before he leaves mm-hmm. and whenever you're seeing a movie like this it's like it's textbook movie making when you say we'll talk afterwards ah, oh, crap no you won't
1: <laughs> like well, one of also, them's not coming back <laughs> that's a really powerful scene too because the look on his face yeah was almost one of fear and disappointment at least that's the way i interpreted it you know he, it's almost like he was resigned to the fact that yes this was going to be bad
0: yeah well he's they've been saying since the beginning of the movie like remember that in the opening um briefing when he's sitting sitting with warlock and cyclone mm-hmm. and they look at him and he go he looks up and he he analyzes the situation and he gives his breakdown and he goes And he, he pauses just like he did when he was saying, you know, you got this rooster, but that, like you said, that look on his face, like, "Hmm." well, he had that same look at the beginning in that briefing room. And he looked up and he went, somebody's not coming home from this. Right. And so you had that playing out and I'm like, there's not going to be another one. He's done. The entire time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, he's not going to survive telling Penny, I'll never leave you again. Oh crap. <laughs> like that's what ends up happening and you you're like, "Oh my god." Um, so I thought for sure that that was going to, you know, Iceman died in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. did you put your uh your base note computer thingy on that when he no. punched his his wings? Oh, no. That has not powerful scene.
1: The base note thingy. Yeah. <laughs> what it is <laughs> Look that me. sounds good to me the bass note thing yeah no i haven't i actually no i have not i've focused more on the uh kind of the uh, uh demo demo scenes yeah um yeah it's not it's not as fun to demo a funeral <laughs> right right but i'm sure it's probably uh, i'm sure it notches just nice. a nice little yeah. hit there
0: and a lot of it is the emotion that's that's what i try to play into The emotion you're feeling at the time when you're watching it, and when he punches those those wings in, and the boom that you get in your room—I mean, it just you know, obviously, it enhances every part of that scene. Um, But yeah, so uh, what was I going to say about the the kids again? There was
1: something else too. I don't know. We'll get to it. I'm sure. Um, I just want to go ahead add to your point about this is a movie that really plays well to watching a second, a third, a fourth time. Um, to me, uh, the movie interstellar is very similar because you get to just sit back and just marvel at the visual feast that you're being given. Yes. Right. I mean, the first time you see it, you're like, holy smokes, this is incredible. Right. Yeah. But the more times you watch, I mean, I, you know, typically when you watch a movie second, third, fourth time, you can start to pick pick some things apart and see some flaws. And I've yet to find um, that yet. I'm sure they're all over the place, but yeah, um, it's just like I just enjoy just looking at it. Just yeah, it's so good. Yeah,
0: it is. It is, and it's it's funny because um, when I first saw this on Kaleidoscape. One of the things that really jumped out to me was that scene, um, in the uh, that we were just talking about when they were in the uh, briefing. Oh no, when he was going to Top Gun, mm-hmm. and it's at at fourteen minute mark, and it's mm-hmm. it's the recreation of the aircraft carrier scene when him and Goose find out that they're going to Top Gun for the first time. Well, right. here he is getting his orders, and this is where it's very similar. You have Ed Harris kind of repeating in a different way, the exact same, I can't believe I got to say this, but you're going to Top Gun, right? It's the same idea, but that clock ticking in the room, it I, I listened to it again on my last viewing, and it's like, I got there, and I was like, it feels like it's hovering over me somewhere in my room, and its mm-hmm. but I know, it was not there when I was in the theater, or yeah, if it was there, it was just so muted because you're in such a large room and further away or whatever. You just can't grab that detail, but it's loud. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I watch at reference level, especially for stuff like this. Um, what did you have yours at reference reference? Yeah. Yeah. And makes a difference just phenomenal. to me. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. Cause you can pull out all the little sounds. If you go under it, you might lose some of that. Mm hmm. details. Yeah,
1: and this is definitely a movie that wants to be played loud. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I heard it asking. I gave it to it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, the second the second we saw that little download happening, it said play loud next to it. Yes. (laughs) I mean
0: but yeah that clock ticking that was one of those little details Um, the other little detail that I really liked, uh, the stressing of the, uh, airframes when Mm -hmm. they, which, uh, you didn't get until like, so we, at at that point when you first got it, it was right after they got their description of what this is going to take. And he goes, you're going to. He said you're gonna push these planes past their limit, remember? And one of the pilot right. oh uh, I think it was Rooster said it. He goes, Oh, they're only supposed to go to seven point five. He's like, No, that's that's recommended. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> that's just recommended, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> and it's like
1: and Is that when he takes the book and like throws it in the trash? Yeah, that's when he goes, here's it,
0: yeah, and he throws it in the trash and then uh um right. Warlock and Cyclone looked at look at it like uh. oh <laughs> Yep. Here but, he, but he's right. That's it. I mean, his job is, that's why he's Maverick. He pushed mm-hmm. the limits of everything. That's why he's the test mm-hmm. pilot and stuff. Right. Why are you bringing a guy in that's, you don't want somebody to read you the book, um, right. which I thought was great, but it was that description that he gave. And then you go right to that scene and, and it's that, you know, when they first start and they pull it on the stick and you hear the it, the airframes going. It's a, you hear oh, the that rattle. noise. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh,
1: it's, it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. Because you're being filled with bass, too. And, I mean, the mm-hmm. room, you're getting all those different notes throughout your room. But to be able to pick that stuff out, that and when they're going down the tunnel, I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. But um, one last thing before we get to the top two. Um yep. What did you, one of my favorite characters, like subsequent, like little side characters, if you will, uh, Warlock. I think that his role, that character, what I love about that character so much. Imagine if Warlock isn't in the movie, right? Would you notice the difference? They would, there would really be no difference because you would still have Cyclone, John Hamm, and Maverick facing off and butting heads, right? Mm -hmm. No big deal. The movie's still going to have all the same action and everything, but it was that one little... Every time he butted heads with Cyclone, you had Warlock there. And you knew, without him saying a word, he was on Maverick's
1: side. Right? Right. Yep. Yeah, well, he also gives that little, like... Fist pump nod when oh, yeah. Maverick completes the uh, the training mission.
0: Yeah, when he when he nails it. Yeah, it, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of what he I – I don't know the actor's name, but he was phenomenal. I mean he spoke, but most of what he did throughout this movie was unspoken, but it was as clear as day on like yeah. how he was communicating. And the one that he spoke I thought was fant- one of his lines is when – uh, Maverick had just finished that run. Well, I'm sure we're going to get to that. Um, he finishes that run and now he's in front of Cyclone and he's like, I mm-hmm. can either, you know, I don't know what to do. I can either court martial right. you or I can make you like, yeah, head of the team. And then Maverick, or does
1: he say like, or I can lose my job or something I like can, that? Yeah.
0: I can lose my job and make you the head of the team right because if yeah. everything goes wrong they're going to be like what are you doing he stole play you had every reason to fire him or whatever right kick right. him out right well that 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 acting moment that side shot i thought and i i love to take scenes like this when you know like in real life there's a camera crew over here we're going to get this side shot tom all you got to do is you got to step forward and do this and and whoever warlock it you got you've got to just be like you've got to do this but the way they nailed that scene Tom Cruise, the look on his face, he looks like a little kid standing next to his father that just wants to run into Chuck E. Cheese, and his father goes, no, son, act like you've been there, right? (laughs) Right? Act like you've been there before, son. And that's what he does, and he goes, I think he was being rhetorical. And that's all he says. And then Maverick looks at him, the way he looks up at him, like, okay, yeah, uh uh-huh. And he gets back into, like, formation right behind him, like, oh, okay. Because he's so excited. (laughs) But Warlock, he just nailed that, nailed it. Yeah. He was
1: so good throughout this movie. Now that that actually, since we're talking some characters, the the guy that's always it's like Maverick's helper. He's he's like at the beginning of the movie, he's in the he's in the control tower. Then you know later on, yeah. he's like on the flight deck, and then later on, he's on the you know this guy's like everywhere. Like, who is he? What is his job? He's an admiral. Um, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't think he was an admiral. I thought both him and Cyclone were admirals. Just not as high as... The African-American guy with the glasses? Kind of... Yeah, warlock? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, his buddy. That's like his wing. His, um, his, that's his mechanic. That's, he's a mechanic? Hondo. The big uh, guy? Mean, Yes, yes. The big guy. Is that Hondo. his official? He's I, a mechanic. I, I don't know if that was his official, but correct me if I'm wrong. I knew a few people in the Air Force. Uh, I never knew anybody in the Navy flying, but the mechanic goes with the pilot.
1: Yeah, I. That I,
0: you. You have like it, the the guys I knew. I actually knew a guy that was a mechanic. And he works on the, he worked on the plane for that pilot. And when the pilot goes, he went when okay. he was in the air force. So I mean, that, that could was be my understanding. So it didn't even, it didn't even phase me. I mean, I might be wrong. I mean, I, I know we have listeners that are in the, in the service and they, maybe they could tell me better, but uh, that I didn't even phase hear me. I an
1: explanation. I,
0: yeah. because yeah, you never like saw his, him
1: work. He was never working on a plane. He was, he was like his manager. Kind of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. It's like he crashes onto the deck. He, he's pulling them out of the plane, right? He's like, it's like the whole time. He, this, he just, kind of, right. he keeps reemerging and he was just in charge was kind of, of the,
0: um, he was the one in charge. Like he's the one that told everybody to, to go on Mach 10, right? Yeah. He's like, all right, yeah. we're prepped. We ready? Like he's yeah. the man he's in. Well, right. actually Maverick's the man. Cause he's the one we're going. And then he goes, okay, everybody we're going, let's go. Right. Everybody ready. So and then they're all like, he's,
1: you know, right. radio go <laughs> like all right well then he's then he's on the flight deck counting off push-ups right yeah yeah it just doesn't add up that he would be doing that one job of kind of running the show in the command center for the, yeah. the flight test but then he's counting push-ups off you know football I, I, I on know. the beach yeah he's doing football on the beach it's just kind of this weird representing the dad bod <laughs> yeah, he just keeps like peeking around the corner, looking around, yeah. ducking it, yeah. right?
0: You know? It didn't um, even phase me. I just thought he was like his personal mechanic, assistant, whatever. Like he just goes where he goes.
1: Yeah, I'd uh, like to find out more about him. I I've, I've been meaning to look him up and see uh what his role is. What yeah, what he really was supposed to be, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, I I liked him. And that like he had that goodbye scene too. He was in the, in the cockpit when Maverick was getting ready to take off on the mission. Mm -hmm. And then, and he's like, you know, it's, it was a pleasure working with you. Really? And and you're like, all right, another sign that he's not coming back.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So,
0: and that's what I was saying earlier. Like you have all of these signs leading to the fact that Maverick's not going to come back. Then he gets shot down. And I'm like, I think when he got shot down the way he did right then, I'm like, okay, he's going to survive the movie because of the way they did it. And then of course the screen goes to black and then you get, we get what comes afterwards Um, and you find out right away that he's alive. Um, But on second, third, fourth, um, it'll be my 11th and 12th viewing soon. It's so much more relaxing knowing pretty much everybody survives. Iceman dies. That's your death, but he was sick and it was, you know, they, that was a nice touch. Um, cause they worked in actual Val Kilmer's health issues. Um, yeah. I thought that was great. Nice touch. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, but now you can just sit back and just watch this movie and not be afraid. Like, Oh, such and such like, Oh, it's so depressing. He dies at the end. Right. It's like <laughs> yeah. other movies that we've seen recently where the main character died at the end because the series is over. I don't want to give anything away but on what movie I'm talking about, but the series is over, the main character dies and you're like, ah, it was a great movie. And at the end, you're like, mm, oh, well, that's too bad. This one here, you're just left like cheering. Like you're just, it's you're pumped.
1: Let's do yeah, it again. And, you know, I think I, I don't know how well I verbalized this earlier, but I don't think, you know, like I, I guess I just hadn't, while I was watching the movie for the first time, Really wasn't analyzing whether or not Tom Cruise was going to survive. But when he got shot down, I really, uh, me, I thought, oh man, he's gone. It's over. Oh, um, I had the exact opposite, opposite. reaction.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, That's interesting. Like I said, I thought it was kind of like the Harrison Ford moment where they're like, okay, this is yep. how we're going to end it. We're going to sever ties so we can continue this franchise with these other guys, which I still think they're probably going to try and pull off. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a moment there where I was like, wow, they really did it. Yeah. And then that's I was like to see he was still alive. Because I love the character. Maverick is just such a uh, likable likable character. Fun so. character,
0: right? It's it's everything right. yeah. that, like, guys, like, we want to be. That's yeah. what we wish we could be, right? And that's that's what that character yep. is. And uh, I think there was even a line in there about, um, oh, they, it was it was one, another one of those subtle lines where they um, reference back to him always being second best, remember? And they're like, mm-hmm. you, in the original, it was, you, is that why you're always second best up there because of your dad? Uh, you don't want to do, and it's like, I, I can't remember what the line was in the movie. Finish um, it's, 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 Oh it man, that's what the, it was. It was in the. It, I wanted to manage expectations. He says it to oh, Cyclone,
1: right? That's right.
0: Remember? And it's like he's in that, and he goes, hey, and that's when Warlock says to him. He goes, hey, just you guys have something in common. He was in the first of his class, too. He was the first of his class. And he goes, well, I actually finished second. Just want to manage expectations. Which is right. what his the whole goal of the first one was. He's just like, I just want to, man- I don't want to be the best. I just want to do, it was pretty cool. Yeah. little little subline yeah.
1: there. Um, all right. What do you got for number two? My number two is the mission, I guess you could say. That's uh, about an hour, 34 minutes. Okay. Into the movie, just the, the whole final scene from takeoff to all the tomahawks getting launched over right. top of them as they're flying across the, the deck of the ocean and then, you know, going through the whole Star Wars kind of type. Yes, type attack scene. Yeah.
0: You know, the mission and... that is actually, you know, what's funny. It's great. You mentioned that I've, I didn't do my number three. I, I told, while we did number three, I told everybody my number one. So we're oh. on the same page here. That is my number three. My number two is obviously going to be different than yours, but it's probably going to be the next conversation that we have. I know what, I think I know what your number one is. Cause my number two is the same thing, but, um, but yes. Yeah, so here we are on this, this one scene. It's the, the end of the movie, right? And it goes, mm-hmm.
1: it it's what twenty minutes long. It's yeah. I mean, you really can carry it from the mission starting all the way through to landing on the carrier. Yes. Um. But I would, pr- I, I just for purposes of talking about this, but I did really love the aspect of bringing the Tomcat back into the movie. I just yeah. thought that was so cool of having you know the young pilot. Meet the old warplane that's just so ridiculously awesome. I mean, I yeah. still love that, that fighter jet. Um, I was thinking about this today. Somewhere in my house, I have this old picture book. It's okay. about this big, and it's all about the F-14 Tomcat. I got it when I was in like third grade living at Clark Air Base over in the Philippines because we used to see them all the time when we'd go to the naval station, the uh, Subic Bay Naval Base. Um, and that was like growing up, that was my favorite plane to see, you know, jet fighter to see oh. flying in the sky. Um, just such a, a powerful instrument of war. Um, it's just pretty awesome stuff, but, uh, I, I really love that, but I think the, uh, kind of the, the lead up to them actually in running through the, the Valley, um, The intensity of that situation is phenomenal. And uh, from a bass perspective, there's some really neat moments, like when they have to turn sideways to go through the bridge. Oh, yeah. Um, Partitions, there's a great whooshing sound that registers pretty Mm -hmm. deep and heavy uh, that I've kind of picked out as one of my uh, highlights for Bass Hunter's. I just think that whole run through the Canyon, of course you have rooster who's kind of lagging behind. Then he engages the afterburners and takes yeah. off. There's some really good punch there. Everything about that is just awesome. Cinematography is fantastic. And one thing I love about it is when rooster goes inverted to, to begin his nosedive. Yeah. You can see him lifting out of his seat. Yeah. Um, Which is a feeling we've all kind of had on a roller coaster, right? When you start going over a really big hill, uh, for the on that first hill of a roller coaster ride, Um, it's just they they nailed it from start to finish, in my opinion. It's like it is like a perfect movie demo scene. Yeah, Um, I had it in reference at that.
0: Yeah, I had it starting at an hour thirty minutes and forty seconds uh, launch. And it, okay. it, you're starting on the deck and that's when they're, when Maverick takes off and mm-hmm. right from there. And then right after that, I mean, obviously you get the big base on, on when he fires up the, the, the plane, uh, mm-hmm. what is it? F-18s. And, um, yeah. so he takes off, but then, um, what do they call it? Dagger one away? Mm-hmm. Dagger. Oh, is that what they called it? Dagger one? Uh, yeah. Dagger, dagger two? Yeah. Dagger yep. three. Oh, and every time they said away dagger one away, boom, you got a base shot on each deck mm-hmm. away. Oh, boom. boom! it was awesome. Yes. And then, then launching the Tomahawks mm-hmm. when they did that and you get, that sounded awesome. It was like, woof, woof, woof. they those take off. Um, yeah, you have the, the, uh, like we said, talk to me, dad, and then rooster hits the jets. Um, but, what talking about the tomcat when he when he 's taxiing out with that and the engines are on and you, I, he's about to taxi out, I think it's still underneath that like overhang inside that little hangar, and he's starting to go out and the engines are running, and the right mm-hmm. engine does a poof like a like a boom, right, yeah. Yeah. but it starts at the front. And then you hear it finish on it front center because that's kind of where it is, but when you're looking at the screen they're like, like you'd you'd think the sound would come on either side of your head, right, but it's in front of you, so you hear it in front of you, and then that that right puff or whatever you call it finishes on the right rear of your room it's really, really cool it's just like a boom
1: it goes it's like a there. little little bit of a backfire or something.
0: Yeah, but it was very yeah. it was like a muted bay. It wasn't like a boom or anything. It was just a poof. like you could tell. Like it was like the engines just trying to work moisture out or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, working the kinks
1: out. It's like yeah. us standing up and you're like
0: cracking oh, your back, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it, I, oh yeah. Was, so
1: that, that scene hit all the right notes too. I mean, they've got the uh that machine that is I don't know what feeding uh air into the the engine yeah yeah that um and, that and rooster's got to get it going and then yeah whatever that instrument is you know and tom cruise is is looking at these analog dials and tapping on them and stuff yeah. and rooster's like, looking at them like what
0: the heck is this i like um, when rooster gets in
1: <laughs> like his whole
0: section is gone yeah <laughs> he's like how old uh-oh. is
1: this yeah
0: <laughs> he goes, and how about tom cruise going just uh flip the switch on flip the fuse on such and such and you look down and he's like uh could you be more specific
1: <laughs> right it's yeah like, there's like a hundred fuses <laughs> he's like <laughs> oh, I'll, fi- a, I'll figure it out <laughs> it's really magnificent the the um the acting in that scene is just perfect yeah you know you got the the old timer who's kind of getting back in touch with the love of his life. Right. And just kind of getting reacquainted. And yeah. You got the youngster in the back. is just like, I, he has no idea what's going on. Right. No questioning, it, it, everything. questioning
0: everything, uh, not knowing what you can do. I mean, this plane is not only is it antiquated. I mean, it was like literally in mothballs 30 seconds ago and right. now they're in the air in it. And roosters just like, what are we going to do? I one of the things I don't remember from the original, they the shot they had when he banks that thing, Maverick banks it, and they used like the foot pedals. They got uh-huh. a shot of his feet doing like mm-hmm. moving, like you know, like a race car driver with a I clutch think he and kills, gas. It
1: all, he almost kills one engine. Yeah, right. he goes, boom.
0: and And but it was a great shot because then you see what the plane does too. Right. And to your point on the cinematography, it was just. The amazing oh it's it's, it's unbelievable beautiful looking and then and of course you have and like roosters in the back going what the hell like uh, yes, how are we doing this you know it's yeah, like, like hold on take off it's like um how about that um why are the wings
1: going out <laughs> right exactly <laughs> like, you would expect that a modern aviator would be familiar with that but i do like never the fact in it true know? i yeah it was great. I mean it just is just such an amazing scene. I mean, I even loved the uh analog nature of the gun round count kind of yeah like, Chick, tick, 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 you know, yeah, kind of showing the age of the plane, but it's still punching away it's uh
0: yeah it's it's not the plane, it's the man in the box, and yep. what he so I, I have two two little little scenes that um I thought were a little weird uh so that that could have ended the movie or not ended the movie but changed a little bit so when he says we got to find a way to get in touch with the boat right Is like mm-hmm. and he, that's when the fuses so that's a great scene because you get to see all the fuses but mm-hmm. he says it right after rooster turns on his locator right right <laughs> why didn't rooster just go yeah i did i turned on my locator they know we're coming <laughs> Could have ended that whole thing. I'm communicating with them right now. They know I'm doing, I'm that's supersonic, right? It's like, they're going to see it and they're going to send help. So you just keep on flying because somebody's right. coming to this locator, right? So that's right. one. The other one, and this is more of, I'm not a pilot, but you're supposed to be like Maverick's supposed to be best of the best of the best. When that fifth gen plane did that little whoop and stopped yeah. in midair and flew. He's like, what happened? Right, and right. like, and Maverick <laughs> gets amazed. Why didn't he just go to guns and blow him away right through the middle?
1: <laughs>
0: You're heading right at True. him. <laughs> Unless he guns. was just coming
1: con- so, coming so fast. Yeah, I. Well, that's what I mean.
0: He just was amazed at because he, he had fired the missile, right, and then the the plane it, to avoid that missile, it pulls on the brake. It pulled a Maverick pulled on the brakes and let it fly right by. But the mm-hmm. way it does it, and it Plant, you know, fly, and it, it was an, an awesome move. But like, it was like my fifth or sixth viewing that I was like, "Wait a minute, he's heading right at him. His guns are aimed right at the whole entire body of the plane." You just go. It's <laughs> a really good point. Yep, <laughs> you could have ripped them right <laughs> in half. A Point. Yeah, but then the movie would have been shorter. So that's exactly,
1: no, that's no fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you wouldn't have had that great uh, pass by where the tomcat kind of oh, banks that and that other plane just yeah well that that one actually
0: came next i think that came next because that's uh, he had destroyed the first two planes
1: and then i mean when that
0: oh did the 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 head-on one was the third fifth gen that came to get him and that's that's the one that um the that uh hangman took out
1: right but is the third one the one that goes kind of into that dead spin was it I can't remember. Yeah,
0: I, I don't remember which one exactly it was. I, I thought it was, I thought, yeah, I thought Tom Cruise killed the that one, but it doesn't matter. It still was an amazing little, I mean, the cinematography, yeah. the way, I, I don't know what they're doing. Is that CGI'd? That's, that's another great point about this movie. It's hard to tell what CGI'd, what isn't. Because they yeah. did such a good job at filming a lot of this stuff anyways, getting these pilots up. I've seen a lot of the extras on uh, iTunes mm-hmm. that came with it and what they had to do. I, I'm getting the DVD set just so that I can get all of those extras. Uh, oh, cool. Was, there's many hours of extras on there and, and what they, what it took to uh, for these pilots to do this. Um, but yeah, I
1: might have to pick that up myself and watch. Yeah. So I'm very curious. Um, I, you know, two, two things about that scene that come to mind also the, the comedy of them, you know, being flanked by these Russians. That was funny. Tom Cruise is like, you know, he's like signaling. Right. And, but he's also mumbling like, I, yeah, I have no idea. I I don't know. What are they saying? Nope. Haven't seen that Uh, one before either. (laughs) Haven't. You know what that is? No, no. You know, it's just very. Oh. You know, it, you can tell he's kind of bracing himself a little bit, but he's trying to trying to stay a little light in the feet too. It's very cool. Yeah, very well done. Um, yeah,
0: it, it, exactly. And that that's the other thing they would have the uh, the guys in the fifth gen would have known that's not with them because they had very colorful helmets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth gen pilots are in all black. In both movies, they're all in yes. like just black. Right, yep. black black visor black everything they're like you know plain ninjas and that's all they're all black and then they pull act like we're with them you guys look like a macy's float compared to them right (laughs) (laughs) they'd look in and go oh man i'm just gonna shoot them down um but yeah it was still but it was so much fun and that that scene there is like isn't that the um giving them the bird type scene
1: yes yeah it's very similar Yep.
0: right without them giving the bird and then, but you couple that with when he did that role over uh hangman and yeah. um, that's, that's the, how he got to give the bird in the first one. So he does that there. Um, just, yeah, so much it, it, Isn't that cool. Like how they did that, like all mm-hmm. of these different nods, they took pieces, separated them, put them in different parts of the movie.
1: Oh, Oh man. Yeah. Pulled at the, uh, the old heartstrings many, many times. Absolutely. All right. Um, I know my number one. I already said it. Uh,
0: I have a feeling your number one is my number two. Um, go ahead.
1: Okay. What do you got? Uh, well, guess. Let's see if you can figure it out. Oh, 215. Yeah. yeah That's that my, number my number two. Yeah.
0: And it, I thought when you and I set this up and when we talked last week on what we were going to do, let's come up with the top five. I immediately thought, all right, I know what my number one is, right? But when I sat down to watch this again, and I was like, how do I not, my number one, how is it not that scene with the music, with the don't get, now, it's, what's great about this scene, I dropped it to number two, only because it didn't have that same music, but you don't want the music here, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is the scene where you feel like you're in that plane.
1: It's incredible, it is. Yeah, I mean, you—you you got his breathing is really amplified uh, through through the the audio mix. Yeah. you know, you can hear <sighs> him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah, that you can hear the plane creaking. It's it just it's so tactile, and it's and and it's audio accurate. presentation. Yes, accurate. it's accurate. It's just so oh, it's so
0: textured. When he um, when he moves that plane and banks it, the sounds on either side of your room are bank appropriately. Like there's there's wind like shears or whatever you want to call it. Go and you can see them when you get yeah. that like the little white streams of mm-hmm. you know whatever going over the wings and they're like and you're just like but that. It, that to to your point of like how this is like interstellar in that way is that for us as home theater nerds, that's why this is like interstellar. The, the, all the different sounds, like I talked oh, yeah. earlier about the clock ticking. Well, on your fourth and fifth viewing, you might not be paying attention to that because you're going to be paying attention to something else that's mm-hmm. behind him. Um, I, I didn't even, you know, why did they perfectly place Rooster behind Maverick in that opening shot when you first see Rooster there. He's right over his head. Perfectly played. I mean, there's so many details throughout this movie. But that scene of him going down that... It, you know what I thought was cool? They're supposed to be in the desert. But then every time they show him, they kind of were in a canyon. But it was supposed to be... You know, so he's supposed to be banking according to the computer. So
1: I, thought, suppo- it was a, I thought it was desert into a canyon back into desert.
0: Maybe. But it was like it was amazing they found a canyon that it does the exact same route. I know. Right? I, so, yeah, I mean there's some oddities because like when that, he, that would be easy to pick apart, but when he has to go climb, when he, now there's no mountain there, so he goes to climb and he does that whoosh takes off and the ground, you know, you get the airfoils in the ground yep. and yep. the bass there, the sounds that you get there. But oh, the, the so airframe is creaking, the, the little noises, the bass, the and the breathing. There's so much that you can just watch it over and over and not come away with the same thing twice.
1: Yeah, and it, it, in many respects, it it's uh, similar to the you know the attack, the actual attack. In that regard, same thing when they're going down the valley. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on. In fact, back to that scene real quick. That scene has my favorite shot of the whole movie, and it's from the backside of Maverick's cockpit yeah forward and you can see his helmet with his name on the back yep. and he banks and his head moves you i mean that to me right there is the ultimate shot of the movie i don't know what the timestamp is on it it just like oozes realism to the nth yeah. degree it's just so good um and they have shots similar to that in this uh 215 um test run also you know yeah. it's it's um Plus, I mean, that 215, you know, it's like this act of rebellion, you know. Well, this is the
0: answer to who are they going to get to teach us? Right, exactly. That's the culmination of that bar scene on who are they going to get to teach us? Now, he's been teaching them all along through this movie. Nobody's taking him seriously. You knew this was coming, and that's why when you get here you don't really need the music because you're just like, yeah, I know what's coming. And and a, obviously at the end you get warlock with the fist pump that, you know, the, the very muted, like, I've got to be professional, but goes, mm. yeah, like, mm. it, but it's in his face too. Cause he's like, mm. and, and also looking at Cy- cyclones face and he, um, I know. he's just like, I know <laughs> it's so great, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, cause he was the best in his class. This right. guy came in second. This guy came in second to who is his idol. Like, right, I deeply admire Iceman. This guy came in second to Iceman, right? But and then he just watched that went and two fifteen, even the mission was still at two thirty. Right. And he even yeah. beat the two fifteen. He beat it by like point fifteen or whatever seconds or whatever, but he did it faster, hit the target with No radar, no radar or what, no laser guy did it
1: all by himself. Just (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. He's yeah. He pulls off the undoable basically, but yeah. yeah, And that the, the cyclone shots too, you know, you, he, first you see him kind of gulping like, Oh God, you know? Yeah. Here we go. He's going to show me up. And then you can kind of tell, like he wants him to succeed. But at the same time, you kind of get this sense of like, Hey, I don't really want him to do this, right? Yeah. I don't want to look bad, but you can also tell where he's just like, "Let's get this done," right? So, yeah, oh yeah, I, I have like my I I
0: called it two minutes fifteen seconds, AKA who the hell is that? Because that's what yes. he says. <laughs> he's like, yep. "Who the hell is that?" Because you get the beep beep, and the first time you saw this movie, you were like, you knew what was gonna happen. You knew this oh, was coming. Um, for sure. And, and again, like we said earlier, when we we're talking spoiler free, the pacing of this movie, this comes right after Iceman's death. So mm-hmm. we get that boom when he pushes in. And oh, speaking of that, that funeral, there was a flyover at the funeral. The first plane in the flyover goes right over you. All of them come at you right at the funeral. Mm-hmm. The first plane comes over you, goes right up the middle of your room over your head. The rest of the planes pan off on either side over your head. Really, really nice. That's at uh 11650. Um, But then it quiets down because now you have the, you know, you know, the solemnness of Iceman passing. Then he's talking to Penny. Very quiet scene. You go into the classroom. We still haven't picked it, you know, and now we're ramping up. And then it just that opens up. Everything just opens up. That's when. That's one of the scenes where we get the bigger aspect ratio. Um, this is all started at, at who the hell is that is at one hour, 19 minutes and 22 seconds. And it's just when that scene opens up, we go boom. It's awesome. Uh, just absolutely right. amazing. Cause you're just like, and you're so excited for them. It, it, oh, you yeah. know what he's going to do. You know, he's, I mean, <laughs> how funny it would have been if he crashed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whoa, didn't see that one coming.
1: <laughs> I also love you got the, the airman up in the control tower. He's like, uh, sir, you know, I don't see you on the, uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not on the, uh, schedule here. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Did you not see the first movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it, it's such a, such a great, great scene. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think it would be easy to slot any number of these into the number one slot. But for me, that one really just like I, I you guess, say, the realism of is right. It's just so money. It really was like you don't want music
0: there because like um, kind of like uh, Gravity, the movie Gravity. There's a there's a version on the Diamond Lux version where you can mm-hmm. actually eliminate the sound, the the all the other effect sounds and just go with silence like it is in space right take out all the music the score and all that
1: that's what the oh, scene really? kind of felt that's like that's
0: on the diamond lux blu ray
1: yeah. Oh, yeah i've never watched i have that disc i've never watched it like that
0: careful don't there tell everybody be. you have that that thing's like 500 bucks <laughs> i
1: know who wants that yeah i'll sell it for 450 if anybody wants it
0: <laughs> yeah there you go
1: maybe that's yeah, crazy maybe um yeah it is crazy
0: <laughs> but that's but that's why I, I had to drop it down. Cause I do, I got a rush out of this scene. I got the feel, but that scene with the who playing it's mm-hmm. it that just notched it a little bit more for me, that action that the emotion, it was just suck. It's just such a fun scene. But like you said, six of one, it, it, one, a one B for me is yeah. those two right there. Um, so much fun.
1: Yeah. So, totally. Awesome. Yeah. Um, another another great scene for me is at the very end when he does the flyby of the uh the tower on the uh aircraft carrier. Yeah, at the very end. At, at this- the very end and yeah. uh you know, it's just again, it takes what they did in the original and it just they amp it up because this time you're in the cockpit with him, right? You see the aircraft carrier right. below, he's banking, you get this sense like you are in the F fourteen with him, and then all of a sudden you're inside, and poof, you know he blows by. Uh, the sound design in that scene again is just like insane. I honestly, DJ, I, I don't, I I really can't think of a better demo movie disc. I, yeah, yeah, disc. I I just can't. Yeah, it, it can you? I mean, from no. top to bottom. No, I would because
0: it's all the other ones have, but to them right like dune was great but it's kind of got a it's a slower moving movie so you can't really Mm -hmm. demo that right um uh no time to die it's great but it's kind of long and it does the scenes are kind of spaced out it's a different type of a demo right it's not as dramatic it's more of a a a thinking man's demo right Mm -hmm. ambulance it's great but it's more pop. It's too pop corny. It's yeah, too, it's the popcorn-y. story just doesn't hit you the same. This one, that's, that's literally like almost like demo scene after demo scene, but it's just the story's a little bit wonky.
1: Mm-hmm. Not to
0: say this is based in reality, but this one here, it's, it, 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 it's a demo scene on how you can play with people's emotions with sound, with picture, because, oh. you know, on a variable aspect ratio, I know you're not using it, but that does play with your emotions. It does pull you into the scene. If you're sitting, even if you have like a 75 inch OLED and you're sitting close enough to it, that is a dramatic part of the movie in a darkened room with your with all the sound going and boom, mm-hmm. it's great. So mm-hmm. there's so much to this movie that in every scene that we've talked about, you we're pulling different things. I've seen it so many times and I keep pulling different things and I know when we're done here, I'm going to be like, Oh, I forgot to talk about that one.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. I, yeah, we could talk about basically every chapter of the movie. Yeah. Um, that's one of the difficulties for like uh, pulling some together for base hunters. There's just so much. Uh, yeah. You know, you could almost just hit record on the movie and say, just watch it. <laughs> yeah. What, it, you know, it's, yeah but there are it's scenes tough. you get to and it's like but you need especially
0: the way these scenes play out you need the pacing of like the bar scenes the classroom mm-hmm. scenes there's mm-hmm. actually a scene um, did you notice they're showing when they're in the classroom and he's describing to them what this is going to do to you what and they're sho- they're showing them fail but oh well you didn't notice it because you're you're using the cinemascope screen they don't go to a to the IMAX shot on some of the training shots because he's actually describing to them. It's a flashback scene almost like, okay, he's in the classroom telling them, okay, this is what's going to happen to your plane. And while it's a voiceover to them actually doing it and then failing, mm-hmm. and then remember when they're going down the run and they go, one guy hits the side of the, the thing, another one pulls up too early and gets taken out yes. by a Sam. It's all examples uh-huh. that never goes to an IMAX screen but it's because it's almost like a a narration flashback type thing on what happened to each of them while they're trying to do the
1: run. So they leave the wide shot for the really intense action.
0: Yeah. The, the, the IMAX shot goes to Mm -hmm. when it's, yeah, this is when we're going to really pull you in. And really it's like, and that's, what's great about that final scene that we're talking about, the, the mission, they go wide there. They go IMAX pretty much the rest of the movie. They mm-hmm. come out of IMAX when he's with, I think it's with Penny at the very end when they mm-hmm. come out of that and go back to CinemaScope. So it's all of that is playing with you. That that's just one aspect, but there there's so much to it. It's yeah. Fantastic. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a, uh, must buy. I hope everybody out there has their pre-orders in so they can get the movie on, uh, Tuesday. Well, right? the, what next? Tuesday. Yeah, well, when this come,
0: I'm dropping this on Tuesday. This is because I'm oh, going to okay.
1: put it all together and put it out
0: on the day of. Uh, but it's actually dropping Monday. It dropped like when this goes out, it'll be the day before. It'll have just come out because oh, they moved uh, the day to the thirty first. Right? Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, no, even on Amazon, the regular version. Because I bought the regular Blu-ray 4K. Uh, okay. It's telling all me right. it's coming on the thirty first. Interesting they moved it up to the 31st um so i wonder why I didn't want to compete with all the christmas movies coming out on the 1st
1: <laughs> i mean this this is going to break some records for recent sales you think it's we were talking about that so. the other day the 4k versus so. blu-ray
0: versus this i think there's there's a lot think, of people waiting. There's a lot of people that haven't seen this yet, and they're waiting to see
1: it. I just can't disc. believe that uh, people didn't go to the theater to watch it. I mean, this is one that I don't regret going to the theater to see. No. Um, it sounds kind of weird to say, but there's oftentimes I go to a theater, and I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> but I, 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 that I was not the same one of them. Way. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it in the theater. Um and in the home theater, but uh I, I just it's it's I don't know, I'm at a loss of words of how great of a release this is. I'm so psyched, Kaleidoscape got it out early so we could enjoy it for a while yeah. um, it, it, it well I it's, know it's done really well for them too it, it, let's Let's speak to that for a second. the
0: marketing of this movie, the way they've manipulated us. And getting Mm -hmm. it when it, you know, it releases in the theaters. It's the first movie since the pandemic to not come out 45 days after the release because it was doing so well in the theaters that they were like, we're just going to tease it out, tease it out. Everybody was begging for this in their homes because we were so used to, we were getting day and date. We're like, why can't we? And this is the movie that has pulled people
1: back to be like, oh yeah, I better go to the theater. It might not come out for three months at home. Right, exactly. Do you know what the... I'm looking right now to see what the box office... 1.45 billion. Really? Worldwide, one point... That must be world... Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: got to be worldwide. The I
1: original don't think it, did three, five, uh, 357 million. million. <laughs> so, uh, the Batman... Yeah, Doctor Strange is at 955 million. Yeah. Yeah, but... How about that? 1.45... I mean it still can be done yeah i hope they're paying attention yeah
0: and i i hope the 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 physical numbers i hope they're paying attention to as well because what they released it digitally so they could cash in there and get mm-hmm. everybody to you know all right i need to see it eventually and yep. now all the physical and you know obviously i don't make any money by telling people to buy it digitally but i think as a home theater fan this is just such a fun experience experiment to to play with it digitally and then get it and see that difference you it it was just it's so much fun and it's Mm. it 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 really shows you the difference between the two but it was just the way they marketed it like it comes out three like three months after the theater and then they give you digitally it's like two months now we gotta wait for the physical and they were like Mm -hmm. you know that it's just a great job. It's the first movie to do this since the pandemic. Everybody else was just I, trying to cash in as quick as possible.
1: Right. Um, I know the physical fans. Uh, it's, this has got to be killing them, this wait. Yeah. Um, I personally, uh, I think it's cool that you got the digital version. I would have waited myself. That's just me, though. Um, <laughs> I I have this thing where I just... if. If I'm going to watch it, it's got to be the best quality that I can get my hands on. Yeah. Um, so I probably would have been waiting and agonizing over the fact that I didn't have access to it. Right. But um, I've I've had people say that,
0: and I, I I respect that opinion. And I usually that's my opinion. If I didn't see it in the theater, it was something I didn't feel worthy to buy to go to the theater. Right. But I still want to get it as so I wouldn't buy that digitally. I would wait and get that physically. So Mm -hmm. what my plea to people was, if you've seen this in the theater, you know, the more get it digitally and enjoy it and pick it apart, have fun with it because that's Mm -hmm. what we do in our theaters, right? We spend crazy money on, on upgrades in our theaters for a little bit to increase, right? Yep. What's, what's 20 bucks digitally to have fun for two months. And then when you get that fit, it's going to enhance your physical release experience
1: just by doing that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, on the one hand, I'm kind of psyched to hear you say that you are seeing a difference. I saw a Um, difference, and I clearly heard a difference. clearly heard a difference. I mean, that just kind of drives home the uh, kind of the path that I stay on, which is, you know, obviously now it's with Kaleidoscape, but I can't get it on Kaleidoscape. I'm going to disc. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I recently yep. I did. Um, well, at the time of this airs, it'll have been last week. Um, Rings of Power mm-hmm. dropped. I'm sorry, House of the Dragon. House of House the of Dragons. Dragons,
1: which I've not the... seen yet.
0: Okay, well, spoiler free. I'll tell you, uh, the the stream of this was fantastic. Right, the picture, that everything it was. Debates online, your TV settings aren't right, they had dark scenes, right, they had this, that, that, right? You see all that? Yeah. Everything was fantastic. It looked great. If you had a properly set up display, you got to experience everything. It made 4K look like 4K should through a stream. It looked fantastic. It sounded fantastic. It had punch, it had everything. You're like, this is the bait, this is just like a disc. Uh-uh when I put, I watched the final episode and I watched some other scenes as well throughout the season. Um, the, the sound that the bass and the punch that's in the stream is really nice. And you'd think you see, you've heard it all, but you haven't. There's another layer there that all of a sudden the rumble comes up when it didn't come up earlier, or it's a deeper shot when it wasn't as deep earlier there, there is a difference. And as good as that stream was, it was a, the sound especially was a big improvement. Same. Like I said, with Maverick, like it was like a little bit of a veil list lifted on your screen, but the sound was just, it's a dramatic difference between the two.
1: Yeah. They just, they compress the audio so much. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe our ears are more sensitive to change. Also, perhaps your eyes just adjust and you don't really know what you're missing. Um, <sighs> I I see. I, I I've said it before. I my listeners are going to be like, here it he
0: goes again. My theory is they they're compressing the crap out of the sound to save the most because most mm-hmm. people don't have the systems to f- hear a difference. But everybody MVP. has a four K television, mm-hmm. right? So if we can deliver yeah. the best four K image that we can through a stream and we'll compromise the hell out of the sound, the only people that are going to notice the difference are the people that are going to buy the physical, anyways. Yeah. Right. So it's a compromise that they have to make. You know, it's like, I mean, to simplify it, it would be like, okay, let's take 5% off of the picture. We'll save some, save some bit rate there and we'll take 45% off of the sound. <laughs> and you'll be like, nobody's really going to notice a difference unless you have the right system to actually pull out the difference. Yep. It, it really, you know what I mean? That might be a little bit dramatic, but it's kind of what it is. It's like.
1: Well, hey, I think I think that's exactly, that's what I've been told it is. It's that. Oh, okay. That. Big of a difference. Um, the reason why, though, I've never been able to uh, ascertain. So I think it's just studio choice, and they're probably doing exactly what you're talking about. They want it to look good um, because nobody's going to stream something that looks bad, right? Correct. Right. Um, because most of this is getting watched on a TV or an iPad or whatever. Right. Um, so it would make sense to try and make the video look as good as possible. And dial the sound back,
0: yeah, so exactly,
1: exactly, so yeah,
0: um, we had a listener tweet out to uh one of my listeners, one of uh mutual follower, i should say hi at, this is uh n i k h i l at home cinema geek, he says hi at a v nirvana. Top Gun Maverick is full of amazing action scenes, no surprises. But from base hunting perspective, I love the scene where Maverick performs the mission drill with original mission parameters. Uh so that's
1: what, gotta be two the 215, right?
0: Yeah, that's the 215 that he's talking about. Um what do we have when's base hunters coming out? Because he he's clearly interested.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh
0: because that's what he goes on to say. Yeah, he go, would love to, would be great to see your base hunters analysis. That
1: was yes. Your... And that, that uh, is one of the scenes mm-hmm. uh, that is going to be featured. Um, pretty sure that I'm going to be going with the first, the opening uh, Mach 10, oh, the cool. 215, and then the, uh, the final attack scene. Um, you know, I have to, I have to knock it down. Uh, to some degree. Yeah. But, um, I think I'm going to let things play a lot longer. You know, I, originally I thought I would just go through and pick out little pieces, Mm -hmm. but there's just so much going on. And now, as you know, uh, there's hopefully going to be some video included, um, with it, with a watermark, uh, which I think really helps, uh, allow me to play longer scenes rather than kind of cut from piece to piece. Right. And I think you'd probably agree. I mean, it's a lot easier when you can see what's happening and see the result of what you would be hearing. Makes it's pretty common sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm going to let things play out a little, lo- a little bit longer. Uh, you know, like you, you've you pointed out, there's definitely some other material in there that might be worth showing. So, you know, I'll see. Uh, and I'm hoping and it's all depends on when I'm leaving tomorrow. Some, <laughs> Going to be leaving town town for uh, for four days. So if I have time tomorrow to finish pulling this together, it's going to be out tomorrow. If not, oh, okay. So it's already as
0: a, when this goes out, it'll already be out. So check that. Hopefully, out. yep, awesome. I'll be looking yep. forward to it. I love the example that you that that you showed me of either one, the watermark or the other example. Um, I think that will add a lot because people are visually and to be able to see that and then look down and um, yeah, yeah, I would it, it'll be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually have, uh, let me see. I actually have a piece uploaded with a watermark. If you want to see a quick clip, can I share something? Yeah. So on the left-hand side of this uh, spectrogram is frequency. So You can see it starts off at five Hertz down at the bottom and our base zone is up uh, to about a hundred, which is in between uh, that 63 and 140. And uh, you can see a lot of activity right there as his engines are firing. Now this is a 20 second uh, snapshot of time. And over on the right hand side is the most recent um, response to what, uh, what's being fed into the spectrogram that makes sense can you back Um, that
0: up a second there was something in there that i think was i and i didn't mention it when we were talking but it was one of my favorite little clips go ahead and let it play he opens the door it's right there when he opens the door there's some bass there but it's on the left side of your room because he's coming through the door ed harris is coming through the door it, it, it goes boom on the left where the door hits
1: right Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. And I know. I'll that's have to go back and graph. listen to the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. So he does. He throws the door open. Yeah. And you, you can get s- that little notch on the graph right there. So, so that's what, about 60 hertz.
0: So the, it looks like the increments on the left go up in what? Increments of 25? It's. Uh, I think you're at zero and then 25, 50, 75, 100. On the
1: left. Yes. Ye- uh, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, no. Or is, actually is it 20s no. and then 100s? I don't know how that's scaled. To be honest with you, okay, it goes from five to eleven to twenty, but then you get up into oh, okay. like three hundred. Oh, it jumps one more kilohertz. rapidly. I see. Yeah, unfortunately, the the software that I use doesn't allow me to zoom into just say five to a hundred hertz. Um, kind of forces me into. Todd, the it.
0: technical term is the the base thingy,
1: the base thingy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, so here right here, DJ, is the scene I was talking about where they do a shot of the engine. Okay. So you can see the intensity of the base. Whoop. Then they flip to the cockpit. So you can see right there when it's outside, really intense. Then they dial it back a little. Yeah. As they move the camera more toward the front of the plane. Then you're inside the plane right here. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And you're back outside. Um and how dramatic really, of a change it is. Like you just see that yep. everything just drops right out. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's spectacular. They they, uh, they really nailed it. And this is some really intense bass there. You can see he's hitting Mach oh. 10.
0: So uh, the brighter the color or the, the deeper the red, what does that mean? Just louder volume?
1: Yeah. Is that how the that intensity. works? Yep, decibels. Okay. So it's just more intense sound in that region. So, yeah. you know, the, this uh, all of that, what we were just looking at as he's breaking... Uh, Mach ten, let me Mach see. Mach ten I can back yeah. this up. Just you can see that is a lot of information from we're talking about a hundred hertz. I mean, this dips right down. I mean, in my room, it's bleeding down significantly to ten hertz. It's a lot of excitement. Yeah, going you've on. got some yeah. I, now a lot of that has to do with my own room. Um, but I can guarantee you that they have information encoded in this movie that's probably into the 20s and below. Yeah, and then whatever's going on in my room, it's also blowing out down there. I mean, it's really, really deep into the infrasonics. I mean, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so I, I had read somewhere somebody had written an early review of this movie, and they made some comment about the uh, the bass kind of bottoming out around 30 hertz. And I, I mean, where based on what I'm experiencing in my room? Yeah. Same here. There's proof
0: right there. And that that's what's interesting about stuff like this is we all have different systems. And that's why I, it's like I, I i saw the same thing. And it's somebody I respect, too. And you're like, you know, sometimes I see it and you go, yeah, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, this, The people I've seen, I've seen pretty respectable people say the same thing. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. But it's, you know. I thought it was a great, great overall experience. I thought the the base was fantastic. And when I see stuff like that, especially, I start thinking, like, what did I do? Did
1: I do something wrong that it made it too good? (laughs) I don't know, you know. Yeah, I you know, and it makes me question. (laughs) Obviously, I'm like, well, I'm looking at it totally differently. Right. I've been looking at this stuff, uh, you know, my initial run um, that I lost. And then now this, you know, looking at it again. I mean, it's definitely some really heavy hitting stuff and there are moments. Um, I, you know, I have another, uh, uh, FFT analyzer that I use that shows, um, peak energy and there's definitely moments where the peak energy is hitting at like 25, Mm -hmm. 24 Hertz. So I'm not sure what they were listening to or if their subs just aren't cut out for, you know, handling stuff, getting down that low, but it's there, folks. I mean, this yeah. is serious demo material, in my opinion. I, how many subs are you running? Four, right? I have, f- I have four. Yeah, four. Yeah, and I have. How big is your room? Uh, it's about twenty-eight hundred cubic feet. Okay. It's roughly fourteen or fifteen feet wide, about eighteen feet deep, and uh, eight eight foot ceilings. Okay. It's not a real big room. I, total over i mean yeah that's but it's it's overkill but you dial it back you
0: you eq yes. your room you die i mean it's not like you're you're running your stuff hot you run everything at reference right you you use right um you're running what storm audio and what do you use dirac dirac. You, dirac yeah
1: yeah it's all eq'd and you know dirac help me eq it all um uh Matthew Trinkline out there. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to him. He's their their guy that does remote calibrations. And uh when I reviewed the Storm Audio ISP, he jumped on uh with me on a Zoom call and we spent a couple hours um EQing the room with Dirac and then uh afterwards when I purchased the unit um he helped me again when I put in my uh I you know I bought some uh Golden Ear um Triton one dot oh. R's for my mains and uh he helped me out again. He's an awesome guy. He does that for them, uh does all their remote calibration stuff oh. for them. So this you know your rooms right.
0: To... That's the beauty of yeah. getting a professional calibration. It's not like you're like, I don't know, did I miss something? Did I mess something up? I mean, you've got nice equipment and I that's putting it politely. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got fantastic equipment, it's... professionally yeah. calibrated and these are what
1: these are what you should be seeing in your room, in my opinion. No, I mean, yeah, that's that's the output that's going on there. Um, great movie, folks. I mean, I just yeah. we I keep saying it over and over, but you know, just us talking about it right now, I want to hop back in my room, I know, and turn know. it on and experience some of it <laughs> over again. Yeah, um, which I'm going to need to do actually because I have a uh, a pinball buyer coming to uh, carve right. one of my games off. I know one of my, one of my, uh, but it's hard to do. I've really get attached to these things, but got to make room for a new one. So, well, there you go. <laughs> you getting a new one.
0: That's good. It's not like kids. Yeah. It's not like you can get rid of a kid so you can get a new one.
1: You, these are you can right. Move exactly. On, right. <laughs> this is total first world problems. You know, I try to tell myself, yeah. you know, but I do this responsibly. I, I know I have some friends who, uh, a lot of respect for they they actually buy storage lockers and they oh. just take their games and they store them away and just keep bringing new things in but i you know i can't do that yeah I, i'd rather it being played and plus there's a lot of money involved i, I need yeah. to transfer money from one to the other right exactly so but uh yeah so i have that look, to look forward to lugging around a 270 pound machine tonight nice all right. Well, then we'll wrap <laughs> up then to let you,
0: you know, you got to go do some squats, some deadlifts just to get yourself warmed up. Right. Uh, there you go. Do the stretch. Uh, I, I can hear the airframe creaking from here.
1: <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> so true. Fortunately, it's true. Oh, but, all right. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me on to talk about this oh. film. I mean.
0: It's, it's, I, I know, Todd, I, I think this is the end Ooh. of our friendship. We've been talking about this for like 2 years. This is the only thing that's kept <laughs> us going. There's going to be more. There's going to be more.
1: <sighs>
0: we still haven't broken down Iron Eagle. <laughs> Maybe that should be next, although I I don't uh. think it's going to live up to this. The original didn't live up to this. What do you think the Iron Eagle is going to do? I really don't know what can live up to this. I don't know. I don't know. This is Lord of the Rings came out and we all were like, "Wow." This is the demo material, the picture, the mm-hmm. sound. It's you compare everything that came out after you went, what is it? For a blockbuster movie, right? This is it uh, to me. this is everything that comes out now, I compare it to how does the movie play? How's the sound? How's the picture? what it, what was my experience in this? And I mean, and it had it all. I mean, you mm-hmm. you put your bass thingy on it. And that, it nailed that. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this on the show. Some movies, they don't nail it. I think, um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, the base, oh, yeah. the mean, base thing, he didn't read like it does for Top Gun Maverick. But when you're sitting there watching it, it was a great experience, right? base wise, mm-hmm. you still got up, you felt like it. This one has it all, right? I mean,
1: yeah, this, yeah, I think the sound design, uh, from a low end perspective on this movie is superior to, you know, Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange had some moments that just left me scratch my head. I'm trying not to analyze things to be a Debbie downer about a movie, but right. You know, that one I walked away from, I'm like, eh, yeah. Um, this movie though, I, I I just can't imagine a, someone not liking it. I mean, my wife loved it. My, my two daughters (laughs) loved it. Um, I, I, have you met anybody that
0: didn't like it? Not yet. But now it's out on physical. This week should be interesting <laughs> on social media. You know, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly. Somebody did give it a, a subpar review. It it wasn't bad. Um, but it, he said the audio wasn't what people are saying. And I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. see it yeah. I, or I don't hear that. I, I don't know. So. But. I'm at a loss of words on that one. Yep. So let's um, um, let's go out on a high note then. And uh, yeah, reference disc, disc of the year. Uh, it's going to be interesting because yeah. I do a thing with Todd over at, uh, uh, not Todd, you're Todd, Jeff from HD Report and Ralph. And we break down the top five, 10 of the, I think it's 10 of the year. And oh, cool. really, I think it, we've all been like, hmm. It's, it's, this has got to be it. It'd be interesting if somebody doesn't, if one of them, I'm pretty sure Ralph thinks it is too, but I don't know. Yeah. It's the disc of the year for me.
1: Uh, I, I think it's the disc of the last decade. It's going to end up, um, I mean, there's been some really good ones. Ready Player One comes to mind. Uh, yeah. It's a really great audio disc. Uh, you know, when it comes to Atmos, I still am going to nod to Gravity. I think Gravity's, is probably the best Atmos disc out there. I know we're trying to go, but I mean, hey, but, uh, Gravity. I know, I know.
0: What I was nice go. about Gravity is how clean it is, and and the yeah. how perfect. This has that, but it's like way loud, like more stuff going on. It's that's what makes it's. This is like a full box of popcorn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, Gravity is not complete from beginning to end, right? Gravity has a couple demo scenes for Atmos that are just incredible. Um, particularly in the beginning with, oddly enough, it's Ed Harris, uh, his voice yeah. from mission control, you know, as it moves around the room in relation to where they are to the earth and the cameras to the earth and everything. It's just, it's so well done. And if you have a good system, it just really allows your system to sing. Um, but yeah, I say Top Gun all the way. All for the way. all of your reference demo needs.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And check out Base Hunters for those scenes. Those I can't wait.
1: I can't wait to see those scenes. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to believe me. This is one of those things that's been riding around on my back for a very long time. Of course, a lot of other things have been bubbling to the surface, but I know uh, Kaleidoscape's ready for this to get out there, and I'm ready to get this out there. Ugh. I'm also ready to get Jurassic Park out there, which is another. That's another uh, one, Yeah. Dr- yeah, another great, great uh, demo thing. Great demo
0: scenes. Uh, great bass scenes. I'll probably oh, have yeah. these videos on on my iPad while I'm sitting in the room queuing up those scenes so that I can experience them at the exact time I'm watching them scroll by on your graph because <laughs> I don't have a bass thingy, so I have to use yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I All right, it. thank you, Todd. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for watching, listening, all that fun stuff. Uh, John and I will be back on Friday. Uh, Until then, go push play on Top Gun Maverick. Hey Fred. This has been a Hey Fred production. With theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.